Hello, friends, and welcome to a golf podcast unlike any other. This is Fairway Rollin' on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. Every week on Fairway Rollin', it is myself and our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard, talking all things professional golf, amateur golf, amateur betting, professional betting, amateur drinking, professional drinking by birdie buddies you want to hit them straight out there please check out fairway rolling every week available on spotify when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply You want to cut it short? We can talk over this. Just cut I mean, it. Just talk it. Just cut the noise. I don't. Uh, yeah. The intro here is going to mark what I feel is going to be the energy of the show. Good. I don't want to blame anybody. I think Jesse's really <laughs> struggling today. Why do you keep saying that? I'm sorry. When you came in, I was very focused. I was setting up our new threads. I, I account. hate. I freaking hate threads already. <laughs> I, I did. I stopped talking to you when I said something and I was yeah. like, oh, but this happened. And you literally repeated like, well, but that happened. And I was like, yeah, we're done here. <laughs> That's, welcome yeah. to my I'm wife's life. done here. That's exactly how it is every time well, we have a, a conversation. What a miserable existence I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to do it, but we have to because everyone's doing it and it's stupid. But social media... That's how people find us. You good know? news. I'm going to talk opening segment anyway, so you can. I, well, and that's the thing. I noticed do your you threads had, and doodles. And- you had a lot to talk about today, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go along for the ride. I'm not going to throw any TCG in there. I'm no, just please gonna- TCG it up. I'm going to. I have a couple of critical statements about a podcaster. <laughs> well, he's not a podcaster. Wait, is it me? Dustin's. Trust oh, God. That not safe for air. I'll tell you that right now. End this relationship pretty freaking quick. Fair. Your performance lately? What? Excellent. Oh, okay. Um, you got me. I did want to mention Acuna. We're going to get some, some specifics with Ronnie Boy. Because okay. he's having a ridiculous year, and I don't think his pricing is following what it should be. Um, there's a bunch of like little crap. The mailbag today. A lot of them. ton of stuff with actually some good topics. So it's going to be kind of one of those mm-hmm. hodgepodge, not goulash episodes. Because I want, to, I want to get into some of those topics. The one thing I'm going to mention off the bat quickly. Yep. The Nationals approaching, of course, in Chicago, the last weekend of July. We're going to do a full breakdown on that either Monday or Thursday next week. Yeah, because Monday's episode is going to be a little different because we'll be live on location, actually recording oh, it Sunday, Sunday evening. Oh, so it may not which, work that night. We'll we, see. We can still talk about stuff. I mean, we'll have free range to do whatever we want there. So, um, But that's okay. a good plug, by the way. If you're in the Portland area this coming Sunday. Seattle, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Portland. Not Yep. Excuse me. Seattle. We will be at Flatstick Pub in Pioneer Square. I think it starts at 2.30 to 5.30. Um, Candy is flying us out. We're going to have a big event, drinks, hangouts, all that stuff. You have blood on your arm, bro. What's wrong? What'd you do? I was living in the paint today. Playing <laughs> oh, ball. This, that's a sports 20 injury. 20 people today showed up. Oh, my. And nothing worse than having way too many people show up for basketball. You oh. sit forever if you lose. It's brutal. Did you have to sit for long? Yeah, even though I was carrying my team, it gets a little tiring after a while. So, um, 
Leading up to the national, the one thing I want to discuss, and we'll keep it very brief because I talked, Jesse brought up a good point. We can't cross-contaminate too much and wear out content that I do on the Geotox YouTube stuff mm-hmm. uh, over here. But I, this point to me is very important. The amount of people downplaying the buying opportunity right now is becoming, it's not an issue, but it's leaving a lot of opportunity. I say this because everybody knows, very well noted, the market is in the tank right now for a lot of things, especially modern but even not modern stuff. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that vintage stuff up from two and a half years ago, way, way down from the peak. Um, a lot of kind of like the modern vintage, I guess, like the Brady's, the Peyton's, the Duncan's, all that type of stuff too. The nineties era, even early two thousands, way, way down. Obviously the ultra modern stuff has, has gotten hammered mm-hmm. and liquidity has slowed for some, as we talked about leading up to the national, the guys just don't sell because a lot of people are in the mindset of, I want to bring this and just make more money selling it live at my table good on them. Other people are like, well, I don't want to buy and spend money before the national because I want to have my bankroll in Chicago with me. Again, nothing wrong with either of those. But I said the other day, and I made another deal this morning, I have bought more in the last calendar week, I would say, than I have in the last year. Any, I've bought more in this week than any week in the last year to year and a half, I think. Have you really? I haven't not even only heard about ter- this. Not only in terms of cards, like the amount of cards, uh-huh. uh, but the amount spent take out like the crazy, Hey, but I went out and bought a $50,000 Jordan. Like we've had some crazy sure. individual, but buying for the purpose of grading, flipping, or just selling as is whatever. The opportunities have been plent- bountiful. Do you mind giving details as to how much and what specifically you've been buying? Yeah. I mean, honestly, very, very wide open. I, I one thing I've done and everybody I've bought from has agreed to it. Uh, I, I'm like, Hey, I'll comp everything. I'll send you the list of stuff I want. And here's the comp price. I'm paying 70%. Oh, okay. 70% net to them. Like seven. And are you basing that off of prices? Like, so they go to card ladder. Yep. They see the price hundred dollar card. I'll pay 70. Okay. And it's too low for some guys. Totally understand. Not a big deal. Again, buying lots. I think the smallest lot was probably 14, 15 cards. Okay. And the bigger ones. Uh, like yesterday I made a deal, 55, 60 cards, like single player or single. Every literally everything. What um, players? Man, that's a good. Actually, you know what? I have it on my uh, Google sheet. Oh, do you keep track of it? Like, yeah, I've been doing individual deals. I keep track of them now. Buy the deal. Like, hey, I spent this amount. This was my comp price. This is what I sell for. Now, I know in the past what you've done is taken these and put them in like some of your repacks that you'll do. Is that for this or is this a individual lot flipping? Uh, eighty five percent will be in the repack. Okay, I can control. That's why. I, so I bought a bunch. Okay, so one guy, as a matter of fact. I bought as much of him as probably anybody. Julio. Oh. J-Rod stuff is way down. He struggled this season. Mm-hmm. Pricing has come way, way down. Bought a couple of nice autos and a couple of rookies. I brought uh, of the, and I want to say, I probably have bought 100 to 125 cards total across the board. A lot of Otani, um, which is weird. Otani is not what he was a month ago in price, even though he's having a crazy historic run. I think that's kind of an interesting buy right now. Pete Alonzo is another guy. Oh, boy. No, no, no. I'm just thinking thinking, about threads. No, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. I I had a look on my face. That's why he's asking that. Um, The reason I'm thinking about it is because you're talking about, oh, there's such good buying opportunities, but it does make me wonder if guys are willing to sell it at 70% to you. And they probably aren't going to, you know, most people are not going to say, hey, I'll buy it from you for 70%. I don't think they're going to actually get many offers. But, you know, you being a public figure and people know okay. who you are. Fair point. That, so, that's fair. So so other people may have to bump it up to 75%. Okay. But I, I think even that right now is realistic. Take away the fact that I just have a lot of existing relationships. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people right now are willing to make moves 
because they have they want liquidity back. And eBay is a little bit slower. And again, the slow the thing, things have slowed down leading up to national. Yeah, I would say eighty percent of this is is baseball. By the way, um, a number of Pete Alonso, another guy, started off crazy, crazy hot, leading the league in home runs. Injured, okay. he's down a little bit. Bought a bunch of him. Vlad, a number of Vlad, and I'm not talking big cards. Like I think the most expensive individual cards I've bought were probably comping. Well, one of the big, some in the four, five, six range, but the majority of them, two fifty or less. I love that. That's my world. Okay, three hundred dollar cards and less. I just think there's more turn and burn. You have to work a little bit more, but the margin is better because sure. I think it's easier to move a a card that's in the ninety to a hundred dollar range. Mm-hmm. Even if I put in in a repack at a hundred and five, I think that's easier. So there's an extra 5% on top of the high end of comp as opposed to trying to move a $750 card for 850 to make eight extra percent. Like the number is just so much bigger to try to mark those big cards up. So are you caring anything about pop counts at all? No, not okay. at all. Uh, by the way, this was funny. I bought a ton of Zion stuff. I bought probably eight to 10 Zion PSA 10s or SGC 9.5s. Surprisingly, there were no PSA 9s and no SGC 10s. Literally ten to fifteen dollars for what base silver? What are we talking? about? Almost all just different base. Oh, okay. But I was like, who cares? at fifteen bucks? If you get that in a repack, and that's a crap hit. Mm-hmm. So say the repack is forty dollars, and you get on the on the card the way I have always done it. I have been doing it the last year or two. If you get let's say round numbers, so for a fifteen dollar card, I would say the buy in would be no more than forty five. So worst case scenario, forty five dollar pack, you get a fifteen dollar card. Number one, I like that Zion in that spot because there's upside. Number two, I always put hobby packs in with the week. So you could pull out, I mean, we've pulled some actually some pretty big stuff out of the packs too. But to me, that stuff is so cheap. There's just no reason not to. Okay. And a lot of baseball guys, football was the one I had a little bit of trouble buying right now because a lot of guys like, man, I I would, but I'd kind of rather just get some more. I'd rather just hold a month and see. Having said that, Danny Dimes, I bought two or three of him. I bought some Deshaun Watson's. I tried to focus on guys who ended or dropped off harshly after the season. So well, it's funny that you're pulling. Uh, that is funny. You, I knew you were going to do that too. Every time, every time uh, I lost I'm, again. I'm looking into before the show I was looking into, because when we did this a few weeks ago of what's hot in June, I kind of prefaced it as like bulk uh, or junk wax era cards. Cause it was like all nineties, but looking into it a little bit more junk wax is really more between depending on who you ask. 87 to 93 is the biggest junk wax era uh, for most people, at least. Okay. Um, I would have thought it started earlier than that. That's interesting. Well, some guys say 86, uh, but it does seem to be a consensus of somewhere late 80s to early Early 90s 90s was junk wax. So I started pulling some of those specific numbers. I wanted to see, you know, what is actually selling from that era. And then... It has come up too that I I've mentioned to you in a, a separate thing that I wanted to check upper deck. I've kind of like crossed them over just to see what's doing well. And a lot of those cards, like specifically some of these upper deck cards of players that we all know and love, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, Randy Johnson is one. Uh, there's a Pedro Martinez. There's a number of these guys that came from the early nineties, late eighties that are graded cards that are selling consistently well that have high pop counts. So the odds are that there's a lot of guys that have them. I did all PSA 10s just to keep it all simple, but uh, just to go along with your point of there are buyers out there right now, and there's a lot of buyers, even for junk wax 
It just depends on what there is. You just have to do a little due diligence. Because even that stuff, though, is way down from its peak. Like, even the junk wax stuff got super expensive for a while. So. Yeah. But, I mean, like, they're, like I don't even know who this is. John, I'm sure you do. John Smoltz. You know John Smoltz. I don't. He played next to Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin. I know those names. Well, actually, Tom Glavin? Glavin? Oh, okay. He okay. was a pitcher for the Braves. Hall um, of Famer. Great starter and relief. One of the only guys with, like... I forget what it is. 150 wins, 150 saves, or 200 of each. Oh, dang. There may be other people to do it now, but he was actually very, very good. But won at least one championship. I think just the one championship. So I mentioned him. I mentioned Randy Johnson. I mentioned Pedro Martinez, Chipper Jones, including in there. Uh, Gary Sheffield, even. A lot of these guys are either staying consistent or, other than like Gary Sheffield, the rest of them are on an upturn uh, over the last month or two. Which it's makes just, sense. The other names you mentioned are bigger names than Sheffield. I think people forget Sheffield's going to, uh, at some, ooh, is Gary, trivia, is Gary Sheffield a Hall of Famer? Ooh, someone suggested this the other got, day. Just have open, uh, chat, chat GPT open all the time and just ask Well, because he's got 500 home runs. Let me I'm ask. almost positive. Um, but all this being said is what's good about this is that because it's junk wax, there's so much, like the pop count is actually attainable because most i think every one of these cards has at least 2500 so you can find them PSA at 10s yeah 509 exactly. by the way home runs so anyway that was just one of the things that i found interesting as we were going as i was going through those numbers okay um, i like that hall of famer gary sheffield oh i don't think he is gotta be close i mean 500 home runs used to be automatic people are juicing out of their minds now so you don't know sheffield was good i think he won He's a not i think he won a ring also with Man, I feel like he won a, a ring with, with the Marlins. Nine all-star selections and 509 home runs. Interesting. Oh, you know who I do want to talk about, too, while we're on baseball? Oh, but he does have a connection to the controversial Balco scandal. I don't know what that is. In Isn't which he admitted guy? to unknowingly using a cream yeah. that contains steroids. Hmm. Gary. But his card values are still up, so there you go. Everybody did it. Come on. Let him go. I do want to talk about Ronald Acuna. He's having a historic first half of the season. Guys often ask, too, like, hey, who is the next guy? Like, interestingly enough, too, there was a couple of articles on some of the forums this week talking about Mike Trout, which I do think is threads update. What do we got there. Reaching those jimmies are you dancing for that. You form. would not understand. Ugh. Continue. So guys have asked. Le- I shouldn't. Let me restart this. Oh. That's Jim backing it up. Um <laughs> I don't know where I saw the first thread, but then I saw another thing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I saw something in the Facebook group as well. It may have just been sharing those two, but it had a ton of comments on it. Guys, look, at what point is Mike Trout overrated? Not Dude, that I've is, been thinking it for years. But. Not that he is not great, because he is. But at what point is it like, okay, zero postseason success or presence? It, it, no one's saying he's not the best player in baseball and has been for the last generation, because he has. But like the headline today on ESPN, by the way, I think it came out yesterday, as a matter of fact, four to eight weeks, broken rest. This has become his MO every year now, mm-hmm. which is okay. People break down. Griffey broke down at the end of his career. Um, Griffey was also iconic and had monster career numbers. Trout, pull up Trout's career stats, please. Because I am very curious how good he is all time. Individual seasons, over the, over the course of the average 162, he is phenomenal. But like, what is the defining Mike Trout moment? There really isn't one. I hate to say this because I say on one hand, I don't want to knock him because he's phenomenally talented. On the other hand, like there's none of those moments that stand out. He doesn't have the personality. He's not the cool guy like Griffey. Griffey was like the first cool young guy, hat backwards. Like as a kid, I remember watching him being like, 
oh, nice. It's not just some random fat out of shape white guy at first base. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. Was, like this isn't, you know, I always think of John Cruck, like this dude with a mullet wearing mm-hmm. a striped suit. Griffey, I was like the kid, junior, these, this could do like a young guy he actually has some swag. He's fun to watch. I think that's my thing with Trout is just, I, you don't he hear anything. Yeah. What? And there's no big moments. I know that he does well. I know he performs Unbelievable, well, by but the way. I just don't know anything about him or what he does or why, why I should care. And that, even his 20, I think he's 2009. This is Bowman first. The recent sales of those on Golden, way, way down. Oh, are they? Because okay. again, I think people start to realize like, hey, can you be generational without the other stuff too? So anyways, what, what are his, like home run, hits, home run, RBI and average, please. If you, if you can. Uh, hits, so what, what year do you want to know? Total, his career totals. Oh, career totals. Uh, so 600, uh, I'm sorry, 1,600, uh, just a little over for hits. So he's not getting anywhere close to 3,000. RBI. I hate to say this. One oh. other thing. How old is Trout? I thought he was like 31, 32. Hey, maybe. Google, I'm, how old is Trout? Is it working? Does that do it? Google is Michael Are we going to see Mike next week in Seattle? Because I don't want to bash him if we're going to hang out with him. <laughs> 31 years old. Do I get to meet Griffey next week? Um, can you tell me who the guy is that we are going to be interviewing? Pete Crow Armstrong was a stud prospect for the Mets and got traded to the Cubbies. Okay. We're going to meet other ones too. Mark Feinstein will be out there. Um, More famous than Pete. I okay. Mean, Sorry, six. So, and what do you know his birthday? Like, is he turning 32 this year? Uh, August 7th. Yeah. So he'll be 32. So 32. Soon. Yeah. Gonna be 32 this season. Mm-hmm. 16. So nowhere near 3,000 hits. Not on the pace he's at. Not even, I don't think it'll even be close. Yeah. Wouldn't sound right like I, it. I just mean, again, health. Uh, how many home runs? See, like 300? 368. Okay. He could, he, he could I, hit he, 500. Is it three? So it's 132. I mean, 30 a year for five years, you're at 150. That that seems pretty... So 500 home runs, fantastic. Okay. Not hitting 600 like Griffey probably, but okay. <laughs> uh, average, he's still got to be way over three. What, 310, 315? 301. Okay, still excellent though. You retire with 300, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And he's got a number of MVPs. Three MVPs probably? Mm, I don't see that here, but I can pull it up. So my whole point though is those are awesome. Like those are great numbers. But if he continues to have these great seasons when he's healthy, but miss a ton of time. Cause like even last year, three MVPs, if you would to all I'm talking for the next minute, could you just get his totals for the last three individual seasons? Like how many home, uh, 21, 20, well, 19, 21, 22, cause 2020 okay. was the, so like in 19, what do you end with hits home runs? Uh, for hits in 19, he had 137 hits. That's going to be the most, by the way, of any year. Um, so 137 Sheesh. hits, uh, what did RBI, 104 home runs, 45 average, 291, a little lower on that one. Okay. Probably um, won the MVP that year. Anything else for that year? No, nope, that's it. Okay. So then 2020? Nope, 22, because 20 was a, was COVID year. Oh, yep. Uh, Wait, 21? You don't care about that one either? I do. 21 I want. 21 okay, is a full so season. 21 is hits. Give me games played too. Oh, games played is only 36. So that's the other thing. Maybe that's the code. So yeah, yeah, go back to 2019, 134 games played in 2020 and 2021, 53 and 36. 134 games played. You said you only had 130 hits in 2019? 137 hits. Actually that, uh, wait, what was the number I get? I, d- I did say 137, but that was not was the hits. most hits. Okay. It is the most, it is uh hits, but it was not the most hits he's had. He's had a couple that were in the 180s and 190s. So. Okay, but give me 22 now. Uh, 22. 
He had 124. He played 119 games. 124 hits. 124 hits. That's what I mean. Numbers like that. So if he does another six, he's gonna, he's still he's like I don't I just I think he is great. But there comes a point in time where I think we have to really look at him and think, you know what? If this guy doesn't do something significant in the postseason before he's done, especially as he's he's starting to break down every year. Like, mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. I hate to say it. He's phenomenal. When healthy, he's still the best player in the game, but he is not healthy. Availability is still a great ability. Like that is just the way it goes. His and, average, just so you know, like across the seasons, he's played 114 games per year on average, and yeah. his hits are about 125. Okay. And even this year, right now, they're a game over 500. So I got to think that is, I mean, that's got to be way out of the. Yeah. So they're like the 10th, 9th or 10th seed in the East right now. And they're making the playoffs this year. I mean, he's going to miss another two months. I don't, I'm not doing this to knock Trout. And this is getting me away off the Acuna thing. I say that, though, because I think Trout has got to a level where he's so expensive. It's like, well, is he really worth this long term? Flip side of that, Acuna already has a World Series, has some significant like career-defining postseason moments. Phenomenally young player. I do want to talk about his rookie stuff, though, because that's what I told Jesse. Mm-hmm. He's on an unbelievable pace. It's almost like he gets forgotten sometimes, which is wild. Because if you ask, like if we were to ask Feinsand, hey, give me the top five players in baseball. Like if you're building a team right now, mm-hmm. I would guarantee Acuna's on the list. So 2018 was his rookie season. Yep. Give me some numbers and maybe some perspective on that. I'm going to text Mark because I want to know. All right. So 2018, he played 111 games for one. Um, hits 127. Home runs, 26. Uh, RBI, 64. His average... 293. So not bad. Uh, are we counting to that? Well, 2019 I don't is fine. I'm so sorry. I'm I sorry. just wanted card pricing. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted stats. No. His stats this year, though, are ridiculous. He was the first guy to ever have this many home runs, stolen bases, and RBI, I believe, before the All-Star game ever. The oh, really? kid is on it. That's what I mean. Not to mention, I well, think they're the best team in baseball right now. They have the best record. What did he do recently? He must have done some. Uh, he's played very well. Oh, he's that's what I mean. His historic first half, and the team is the best in baseball. And they've won nine out of the last ten. All of his cards are essentially up right now. Good. I mean, um, but even that. Give me some perspective. So, like, some. Do you have Topps Chrome PSA ten by chance? I do. Yep. So that card forever was in the sixty-five to seventy-five range. Where is that right now? So it has come back down. It's spiked all the way up, like on. The what is this? Hang on, let me zoom in a little I'll, I'll closer. Kill time. I'll, I'll tell a joke. Take a little sipper. Uh, knock, July third. Okay. Yep, that got up to one hundred twenty dollars. What is it now? One hundred. Came back down. It's selling in the eighties. Okay, so that's up twenty twenty five percent over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's good. But the fact that it was up over hundred for a while. Um, what else do you have? His update. That's a cheap mm-hmm. one. PSA ten updates like seven. Tops update or tops Chrome update. Tops update. I'm sorry. So tops but update seventy. It is currently doing $60, which is still good because it was doing somewhere around 45 Okay. And back in the day, by the way, that car was 120 to 150 all day. It's not going to get back there. Are you talking about before the peak? We're or? talking about a year and a half. No, that okay, was during the peak. the peak. Okay. I'm not suggesting this stuff is going to get back to the peak either because, again, at this point, we've learned, hey, pricing got out of control on some of this highly populated. What's the pop count on that PSA 10, by the way? Like 8,500, 10,000? Oh, it's way more. Fifteen. 22. <laughs> I wonder if that's the most graded PSA 10 card in, in baseball. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm just, I'm checking some of his other Chad ones. Chad GPT is not going to be able to help. No, they won't help. So um, even that card, though, in the 60 range, 
I think there's like room for growth there. I think the Griffey is the most. That's the most graded card ever. I'm talking most graded PSA 10, the highest pop count on a PSA 10. For some reason, I thought that was Griffey too, but no, I could be wrong. His PSA 10 is only like 5,000. Okay. I don't even actually, maybe not even be that many. Okay. Acuna, though, is playing out of control. I know base is this devil, but the reason I bring up base is because I think it's a cool play for guys who don't have $500 to spend. Okay, well, this guy, and, and to the overall point, like in four years, if I were to look back five years from now, who's been the best player since 2023? I think there is, if I was a betting man, my money's going on him. So I okay. just, to me, his performance, and it almost always seems like something else is overshadowing him. And not to say he doesn't get any, because he gets plenty of recognition. He's a superstar, but it's like, well, judge last year, everything. The, the world last year was judging Otani. Sure. Even this year, Otani, fine. I have no, but it's like, that's great. And then it's, it's been trout for a, a lot of this time too. But now it's like, hey, by the way, anybody happen to notice this kid's having a historical season and on the best team in baseball? And that's the difference. Not only the numbers, but on the best team in baseball that we've seen win a championship with him. I think it's interesting. So okay. he was somebody I at least wanted to All whistle right. about. Well, he's about. doing, card prices are doing hot. I guess the question is card then. Card prices are doing hot. There's your, his there's card show, prices show are answer. doing hot. Um, okay. The question is, though, do you even get in at this point? I am not giving buying and selling financial advice because I just bashed a bunch of people to do that. So. That's, I refuse to. Oh, good. You let your mouth write checks. No, I didn't. I was actually very, con- very um, controlled. The but the point is though, if you're going to get into him at this point, to your point, to everything you just said, it would make sense that if people aren't giving him the love that he may be duly deserving of, then why, why he, would you buy in? Why is he duly deserving? He's just deserving of it, right? <laughs> What's the dual part? That's true. The only thing is, if he continues, we're going to start having this hype up to the end of the year. Hey, MVP candidate. Uh, again, maybe the, the overall season statistics are like nothing we've ever seen. And and the team goes in as a number one seed, the favorites win the World Series. I think there's room there, too. But I just think it's something worth noting. So that's okay. it. Cool. I did want to give two quick consignments. These are both sponsors, too. It wasn't even on purpose. So I sent the Bobby Witt to PC sports cards. I ended up sending it to PSA for the guys. I, I ripped it in a break. They sent eight or 10 cards to SGC. The Bobby Witt Bowman first auto from 2020, we sent to PC sports cards. So they sent it. I actually do like this part of their service. I sent it right to Josh. They PSA it for you. When it comes back, they're just going to consign it. Oh yeah. Pretty handy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I didn't pay for anything yet. They're just going to take it off the tab. Um, I was pretty excited about that. Oh, so that cool. was one. The other, I just sent sellers, so five-star cards, mm-hmm. 72 cards. I had two cases left of that Bowman Inception University. We did not hit any Wemby. So that stung. That's I bought in. Four of us ended up splitting the two cases and three loose boxes. I wanted it off my shelf. Oh, you just ripped it. We ripped it all, and we were going to grade and consign what we you know, what we can to make some of the money back at least. Okay. But um, same thing with sellers. Like, just sent everything over. He's like, yep. Right now, listing time is 48 hours, basically, so. How does that happen? That's crazy. Oh, I don't care, but yeah. I was like, I'm not listing 72 cards anywhere. So <laughs> I just thought that was cool. So shout out to both of our sponsors. If you want consignment, they're on our website. Check them out. Nice. Oh my God. You guys are sponsored. <laughs> that means you hate your children. That's what the hobby says. Now, here's the thing about that. You've, you've gone on now that we are on YouTube, we're meeting, running into some of the people that are also on YouTube. And it's different when you do a podcast, there's no comment section directly below the podcast. Right? So on YouTube, there definitely is. You have been doing a few of your Geo Talk episodes where Not people Ted. can 
No, not TED Talk, where people can go in and then comment on your your point about influencers, whether or not they're good for the hobby, whatever your take is on that. I find that I don't really care if people don't like it. That No, I, I enjoy, like last night. I thought I was going to care more, though. I thought I was going to be, like, really upset. But it, I've gotten to the point where I feel so established or... We, I know for a fact that there's an audience that appreciates and likes the things that we do and talk about and joke about that the little voices out there that may say something different. I don't know. It doesn't bother me anymore. And it feels kind of good because I didn't think I'd get to that point. I thought I was always going to be bothered by that. You're a sensitive man. I, you know, I care. I'm a, I got a big heart. Some say too big. The doctors specifically. Go ahead. You can a, a big heart kill you or is it just the attack? Oh, of the absolutely. Heart? It okay. can. Yeah. Okay. You don't want a big heart, bro. Yeah. Trust me. Not this puppy. I mean, you know where my money is on that <laughs> whole situation. Here's the thing. You know if it's going to be a terrible event, somebody should profit. I'm going to give 10% of that sure. to your kid. Wow. You're- <laughs> um, no, to your point though, I actually like the fact that we have live chat on YouTube because it is like the dissenting voices. I enjoy, especially guys who are reason. Which why? I don't understand why you like dissenting voices. Like, Dissent, I mean, I get differing like, opinions. Yes, okay, that yeah. I get. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in favor of it. I don't know. I think it also is to me. It's a good way to keep things in check because there are certain things. Just because of your knowledge level, you can't check me on right. Certain card things. Oh, other sure. things you can talk circles around me, and I can't check you because I don't know. But it can be very easy on here for me to get in a vacuum of going on a filibuster, mm-hmm. and you're you do a good job trying to guide the discussion. But it's like okay. Some of these you just you, you just don't know enough to really push yeah, I back can't on. Call out, yeah. On YouTube, people have no issue. Like, there's a lot of guys in there with as much, if not more, knowledge than me who will push back. I don't mind it. I actually, I thought you would dislike that because of the no. fact that often here you get to say whatever you want, and it's true because no one can say it's not true. You know, no, I, I like both. Don't get me wrong. If I'm just on a thing and I just want to get my whole thought A to Z out and just like express the whole thing, yes, I I, I don't mind doing that. But I don't hate either. Like last night, we talked about influencers. I think it's a mostly made up and useless term. Overrated doesn't mean as much as most people think. Got a lot of pushback in the chat. Fine. But I also think it's cool when guys can disagree. And it's like, that's it. It's like, so what? I can still appreciate what somebody does. Like if somebody entertains me, Mm -hmm. I'll still watch it. Even if I don't agree with a single thing they say. I just like to be entertained. I think I've asked this before. I would love to know who listens to the podcast, who has no other affiliation with other, you know, I don't like to think of us as uh, that term influencers, but I guess we are in some sense because we have social media. I mean, is social media, does that mean you're an influencer? If you put out like a news or entertainment show, does that mean you're an influencer? I don't even know anymore. Influencer in the context, of, at least in my interpretation of it, is generally, hey, this guy, I, I talked about it last night too, Jeff Wilson, sports card investor. Sure. I, and again, people hate this. He has gone out of his way to be kind to us anytime we've met him. Yeah. That's why I'm probably easier on him now than I was. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is he's just changed his tune. They don't do the stupid buy sell thing anymore. The top five, the hot buys. I thought that was horrible for the hobby. Yeah. But he was influencing new people's spending patterns. Mm Mm-hmm. My whole point, though, was, so yeah, some guys can come in brand new and get influenced. Hey, this is a great buy and they'll go buy it. I don't have a lot of sympathy or concern because honestly, people who are that gullible with and, and just dumb with their money, they're going to blow it anyways. If they're not going to come in and listen to someone like him say top five, again, a year and a half, two years ago, and just go buy something blindly, mm-hmm. these were the same people who were going to go refi their house and go buy a rental property and lose money on it. Or the same people who are going to go out and buy Bitcoin with no research. 
people that are gullible and just have that herd mentality, they're not card guys. They're just gullible, easy yeah. way out people. Yeah. They, Actual hobby people, though, the majority of them do not listen to us, Jeff, anybody, when it comes to even like the Acuna said, there's a ton of guys listening to this. We're going to go, you know what? Acuna's way too high right now. I would never touch him. Or, hey, Trout is generational. I think he is going to be great long term. And they will do their own thing. They will not be influenced. Now, occasionally, someone will say, oh, you know what? I actually hadn't been paying attention to Ronnie Boy Acuna, so maybe I should. And they'll go look and make their own decision there. But I just think, like, by and large, the hobby, the people who are still in it today in 2023, if they hear, like, hey, this is the greatest buy out there, the first question in everybody's mind, myself included, is, okay, what are you pumping? Mm -hmm. So I'm then going to look into it. Oh, okay, Kobe cards are down that much? Huh, maybe it is worth it now. I just think the when influencer is a term used or when it's used to say like this guy is infl influencing is inflating or pumping prices. I'm just kind of like, I don't, I know it still happens. Like I think it happened with the Disney stuff a couple of times in sports cards. I think it's a big enough world now, even though it's still a small market. I think we're, most of us kind of like, oh, we're good with that. Like we don't, I don't think people have stuck around the game this long just to wait for someone to say, Hey, buy now or sell now. I don't think the world works like that anymore. I think I've gotten to what my original point was going to be was that I don't care if you are an influencer or not. If you say that you're pumping this or that because you like it a lot, I don't have a problem with that. I, if you just because you really like something and you tell other guys that you like it, I think my only issue comes when you specifically say you go buy this now. Like that well, would be an issue. For and the me. issue is too if you're saying go do something and you're doing the opposite. Well, of like course. if I'm like, for example, I'm saying Acuna, I think is a good buy right now because I just bought probably six to eight of them in the last lots I've bought. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good buy. I am putting my money there when, but I also think you have to follow through. If I'm going to tell sure. you when he's a good buy, it also then has to be, by the way, I think he's gotten to a price where I'm going to move him. I'm going to start selling the stuff off. Yeah. I don't see a lot of that happening. A lot of times it's like, here's the catchy thing. This happened. Great. And then you leave people. So if you're going to kind of, again, influence people to do something. I do think you at least have to be genuine and follow through with it. So I don't, I just, know. I don't know. I just like the, but it also we, gets way over, overused. No question. Yeah. I, we do need to change topics. Cause this is like, I know there are guys who are cringing and they hate yeah, all this talk anyways, but, but there is one last thing is just that if you like the, the show, if you like the entertainment, if you like, if you like Jeff Wilson, because he like is always kind and always smiling and he has a, great personality for bringing in people who know nothing of cards. Great. More power to you. If you like us because you like Mike's sensible take on sensible. very little things yeah. and Mike's and Jesse's more average consumerism of uh, brand new sports knowledge. Great. I'm so happy for you. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you like. If you like it, great. Stop making other people feel bad about it. That's my, my biggest issue. Oh, and I don't have an issue with that. I think it's fine. If you want to take shots because people, you don't like them. I'm kind of like, yeah, it's fine. No. I, I, but, but you can't. Why though? Why take a shot at someone? Beca because I'll tell you why. Because if you're going to get put on a pedestal, and for us financially, right? Because we're in a spot where we're getting paid to do this. Mm -hmm. I think you open in your public figures to a degree. Well, that, that comes with it. If you don't want to get criticized oh, I don't publicly. Care about, I don't care about us specifically. I'm saying, no, but I but say, with, a, I'm saying that with anybody. Anybody who goes out and makes their takes public and has content and makes a name for themselves, makes a check for themselves, whatever oh, it is. Oh, I'm not talking about that, though. I'm talking about the guy who goes out there and says, I like this, and then everyone else jumps on top of it saying, 
well, this is why you shouldn't like it oh. in all the reasons. Like, sure. that's what we've gotten to now is that no one can have an opinion and not be criticized for it. That's what I have that's an fair. issue with. Social media. I know. Uh, that's why I, that, that was my that? initial question was, I wonder how many guys listen to this show who do nothing else with social media. Are you sharpening that pen to like stab yourself? What's going on over there? Uh, no, I'm, there's on. just a little thing on there. Okay. You have a, you wanted to talk about, uh, did you want to talk about that or no? I don't know. Now you're making me feel bad. Cause I'm going to take a <laughs> shot. I, I, I it's not even a shot. I just, I saw sports card dad and I saw somebody else put out a video about this recently too. Uh, and there was a big thread in the Facebook group about breakers are like going to go away. Most people, that was just kind of the common thread. Hey, breakers are going to be gone soon. So Dustin, who, I, by the way, I actually like Dustin in real life. I think he's super nice. Again, another guy who's, I don't care if you like his content or not. He was like, always been super nice to us. Um, I just, his video was entitled 70% of breakers are going to be gone. And I was just like, I, I think people have this notion that breaking is going somewhere. So this is directed at Dustin, but he, everybody else too. The Facebook, there was a massive post in there. It's just not reality. Fanatics Live is a breaking platform. There's going to be hundreds and eventually thousands of breakers on Fanatics Live. eBay Live is going to continue to grow. It's going to be a ton of breakers there. Even the regulation that's coming in. So TikTok cracked down on it. eBay's cracked down on it. Well, TikTok cracked down, and now everybody's allowed to break on there. You just had to you know, match up with the terms they set out, which is good. Mm-hmm. But this thought, that, and even allocation, well, it's tougher to get allocation. The majority of breakers out there, Overall, if you took the everybody who breaks, much, much less than 50% gets substantial allocation anywhere. People rebuy, they find a secondary market, they're breaking retail, they do whatever they, whatever they can to survive, mm-hmm. and they've been doing that for a long time. And Dustin did have one point I agreed with. Hey, there's going to be less money in it for sure. Okay, I, and I agree, but less money than a ton of money that it's been the last couple of years is still a good living for most people. I just don't think breaking is going, I think breaking is going to continue to expand. I don't think it's going, some will go under, I guess, but the amount, I just, I think there's this notion sometimes that everybody who breaks just has these accounts and all these accounts are going away and it's going to change it. When in reality, a lot of guys don't have direct distribution or direct tops or fanatics account and they never have. And they've always, they've just continued to grind along and do what they do. Yeah. I don't think that's going anywhere. I don't think eBay's changing anything doing this. I don't, TikTok certainly didn't change anything. I mean, go on whatnot right now. How many people are live on whatnot right now breaking sports cards? 500? I bet it's close. We've looked before. Remember we were doing analytics yeah. like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, there was And it was like three to 500 a day. Oh, during the day, by the way. Yeah. Go on at night, there's thousands. I don't think those guys are going away. I do think that they're going to be fewer though. I do. I, I mean, if you told me based 10- it off of what Tops just put out, right? With the whole, you can't, if you're a, a shop owner and you can't go selling that product to certain resellers of the product. I, I mean, think ultimately people are going to have less product to break. And therefore I would think they wouldn't be able to have as many breakers out there. I just think people will find a way around that. Okay. The majority of that language is going to be unbelievably tough to enforce. Yeah. I, I, if you want to say 15% might go fine, but I, yeah, I think 75 is a high number. And maybe that's clickbait. Like good for him. If it is, he has a ton of, he gets way, he gets 10 times the views. I, I get on any of my YouTube stuff. Good on him if that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But there have been like multiple, again, just around the majority of this, by the way, is on Facebook. Like, hey, this is going away. And I get tagged in all of it because people know I used to break and I kind of break now. And it's like, you don't you don't really know how this game works, most people. No, I And, and I there's a lot of assumptions just made that like everybody's been making these unbelievable margins all the time. It's like, no, a lot of guys have always operated in the 20% range and they can still do that. So I, I just don't think it's going to get 
obliterated like certain people think. I'll tell you, though, I did get a little, I, I don't know if the word's jaded recently uh, or oh maybe. Boy. <laughs> dear God, if okay. you don't let me just talk without an interruption. <laughs> listen, my issue, my it's not even a jaded. It's more of like a, I, I lost um, maybe a, a belief in the strength of the hobby because I started looking around and I, I thought to myself, Fanatics is coming in with however much money behind them, right? Billions of dollars. They're coming into this hobby space and they're spending a lot of that money. They're building Fanatics Live. They're putting out all these agreements. They're getting licensing deals. But then you see like the promotion of this stuff. And if I'm on like Instagram for, I don't know, a video game, or if I'm doing, if I'm checking out something else in the world of media content, like consuming it, there's typically like, there's a ton of likes and there's, there's views and all this stuff, but you go to some of these pages, even for fanatics, there's like hardly any engagement. And it just really makes me wonder because a lot of times you'll use that as a basis of like how popular a thing is, is how engaged the audience is on social media. I'm like, what? Fanatics just spent a billion dollars and this thing that they're promoting has 200 likes on it after like a what, few days or live? something. I would like not to say anything specific uh, as to what I'm talking about, because there are people involved that I'm just like, I think it could hurt them personally. Uh, so that being said, the the idea that you have so much money coming in and that you think, oh, that's going to do so much for this hobby. And then you start looking at the social media interaction. It does make me like a little, I don't know. I don't want to say nervous, but I guess I've lost a little confidence of like what a billion dollars does for this hobby. May And maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe social media is like a total misstep for the guys in this, because we've seen what our Facebook group has almost a hundred thousand members in it. That's because Facebook is the older generation of social media. They're not on say Instagram and TikTok as much. So maybe that's why you're not seeing as much engagement on those things, but it does. I don't know. It, it does make me question like how, how viable the future is. I hope that I'm completely wrong in all of it. And I hope that this is my take is a, a misstep, but it does just make me wonder. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, you know, I, you, I don't know. Like, so, to, to think social media has any effect on the real world, I think is very overplayed. You could be right. I, you very well could be. I'm not saying you're not. I, I don't remember the last time I just liked a post from a company anywhere. Like somebody posts a picture of a card I like. Well, I it's like not it. even a, it's not the company itself. It's the people who are then using that company. Yeah, I, we talked. Yeah. So Jesse, the now that he's explained it, I do agree. We went off air for a second, just to clarify. And it is true. Happened. Like the people that Fanatics has chosen to get behind heavily early on, I can speak from my own experience. Like they love Tim, which is great for me because me and Tim are in business together. But Tim will tell you, like, I've never really been a breaker. I've done some little stuff. But it's almost as if Fanatics motto is find the people and then we'll build the platform around them. Mm-hmm. That is a scary notion to me. Like, if I'm Fanatics this weekend and I'm launching this thing in Seattle, like to me, it's a no-brainer. I'm having, uh, well, look who they had at the Tops Conference. I'm having Kyle and Monster Breaks. Just joined Card Drop Live. It's kind of a big deal. Uh, I'm having Monster Breaks. I'm having Layton. 
Mojo and backyard breaks out there for the All Star game. Yeah, right? sure. Pole like wax. Yeah, full- all these big guys. I can't. He's a little guy, and I don't like him. <laughs> sure. Okay. He took a shot at Simmons. So. Oh, okay. Somebody told me he's a phenomenal <laughs> basketball player too. I, I would, I, I would have to see that to believe it. So that's okay. fine. Okay. Um, to me though, that's how you do it. I guess my question is then: is is this just like a very soft launch where they're trying? Because obviously they're using Mama Breaks, very small name and breaking. Mm-hmm. We like Stephanie. It's nothing personal. She has nowhere near the platform those other guys do. I I have nowhere near the platform those other guys do. Like it's not sure. a knock on anybody, but it does make me think. Then are you just trying to slowly roll this out? Because if you're going red carpet, you're going with the people I just talked about. So that's why I, I do think this is still just being very slow. I hate that I'm being optimistic and you're being negative. I don't like that. <laughs> it's a very weird world. I'm kind of in that world, though, where I'm like, I think they're just really slow playing this to, to make sure it's right. I hope. Yeah. Because the other thing that comes with that is if you have those four guys out there, those four breakers and, and what interchange of names, whoever you want, four biggest breakers in the world, though, they're going to do a crazy event, an exclusive, a live. They're going to debut this app. Fanatics Live in Seattle at the All-Star Game. You're going to do giveaways around it. How many people realistically are they driving to your app at one time? 20, 30, 40,000? I I don't know. Like It's tens of thousands with the reach they have. Maybe they're just not ready for that yet. Maybe. And and if that's the case. Could be a soft launch type of thing. Yeah, exactly. But so I can at least understand what you're, that makes more sense to me why you're a little bit like, oh, is this going to be as big as we think? Yeah, and okay. I, I apologize to not be specific. I don't like to call anybody out or make someone feel well, like they get called nobody, out. So. Yeah, and no one's done anything wrong here. It's just a different exactly. approach. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Okay. By um, the way, fine sand message back. Off the top of my head, Otani, Judge, Acuna, Betts, Olson. You didn't say Acuna. You, I'm just making sure. Because you said his. you bet that he would say it. You do listen when I talk. Otani, Judge, Acuna, Betts, Olson. I know. I No, no, no. I'm saying you didn't Sorry. say that to him initially. Oh, no. I just said top five guys off the top of your head. Okay. Actually, okay, okay. I literally just said out of the blue, top five players in baseball, gun to your head. Gun to your head. Gun Tom your head. I just, oh, look. you didn't. Yeah, gun to, Who's Tom? Why does he have a gun to Mark's head? Um, okay. All right. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, I think we're to mailbag unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about. I already uh, let guys oh, know about I Candy. Some, I had some picks from phone, bro. By the oh. way, I, I, I glossed over this super quick. Kyle... And his whole team, Kyle Reno and all them from Monster Breaks are joining the app starting today. Uh, we're doing a huge giveaway, $500 worth of app, free app cash. We're doing a bunch of wax, free grading, all this different stuff. All you have to do is be a follower of the Monster Card Shop on Card Shop Live. Again, one of the biggest breakers in the country. We're very, very excited. We're to not come over. sad about it. <laughs> no, like that to me is the, is the, honestly, we needed to land a massive name. And I'm hoping they are the name we needed because like, yeah, it's a big get for us. We're pretty pumped. I had some picks from phones. Mitch from LA bullpen texted me. Mitch is a buddy. The grand opening oh, yeah. is Saturday. Have you seen that shop, by the way? No. They bought it like a gym health club. It's like 3,500 square feet. High ceilings. Like still a basketball court in it. it. You could fit my house in the shop. That's insane. What is he doing with all that space? I'm not playing is basketball. It, is it fully finished out? Oh, yeah. They just, they've been doing it for months oh, now. Oh, man. I want to check that out. That'd be cool. This was the point I was going to Is he going to be barefoot the whole time he's in there? He better be. Yeah. I, you know, I'd like to see... Could we get a, just a thing where, like, you just carry him around your shoulders at the National? I'd I'm be in. Up, I'd be up for that. I'm in. One quick note when it comes to comping and finding value of cards. Uh, a little bit of caution. There are times when it's like, hey, here's a rare card. Hardly comes up for sale. Not a lot of comps, especially with rare stuff. Maybe not even any, any comps before COVID. This came up because I was looking at a card to buy. Um, guy posted on Facebook in 1999, Barry Sanders, Skybox, EX Century, Bright Lights Orange. That set to me 
Old school EX Century was one of my favorite products ever. Uh, the inserts were insane. Like credentials and all that stuff was great. Mm-hmm. But even like these cards, just awesome looking. Love the card. It was great. So, and I'm not knocking the seller, by the way, because I don't, like he's going off what it says. On July 4th, this card sold for $543. The last sale before this was January 2nd, 2020. BGS 9.5. Raw just sold for $550. And 9.5 sold, but pre-COVID, for 100 what? And then the one before that, 2013, it sold for $10. There have been other sales. I'm sure the spelling or something was just off on some of these. Sure. So let's just go with that, though. Three years ago, $100 as a gem. Now, $550 raw. And the guy was offering, I think, for $500. Bucks. Now, off the bat, I was like, this is actually, I'm going to comp this because I was super excited. So you go in there and look and comp that. If I saw just those two numbers and was just in a vacuum with the, that's all I know, mm-hmm. I would have bought the card. It's raw. I can grade it. Maybe there's upside and I'm keeping it anyway. So I don't even care. There is a real like, and I saw the comments on there too. People talking about the price. Uh, And this happens with a lot of cards like this. And again, I'm not knocking the seller, but if you're a buyer of rare stuff like this, it is so important to find other cards from the exact same set. If you do that. So if you go in there, Barry Sanders is as good as it gets, Mm -hmm. but there's Brett Favre, there's Peyton, and Randy Moss have all sold in the last couple of months for way less than half of that. In no world is Barry outselling those guys two and a half to one. It doesn't happen. So that's a card where I think, and it's just an overall lesson of, if you're going to comp a card, don't just settle for, well, one sold, that's it. Yeah. I I just, it, it will save you money if you go and really spend time comping the actual card, not just a player. Sure. What do other guys from this exact same set sell for? How often do these come up? When it, you don't think it's like a rarity thing? Oh, they're all rare. They're all the same card. They're all the same short print. Okay. But all it, are and just a different player. Okay. Unbelievable the amount. And but I just thought I was like, man, I almost I almost was like, dude, I'll take it for five hundred. I was actually gonna just say like four seventy five to see if he'd move it all. And I thought, you know what? I am kind of curious. What are other guys? Just double check. And as soon as I looked, I was like, oh. Like Peyton, 150. I'm like, dude, maybe 200 on one of the Peytons. The Favre was cheap. The Moss was... I was like, this isn't... Not to say that it isn't a real sale, because clearly this one was. It's vetted. It got paid for. But just use caution. Don't get caught up in the moment of like, this is a rare card. It's definitely worth that because there was one comp. Do some research. Okay. It will save you money. That's it. We can go to Bailbag. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mailbag time. Matt Tillman wants to know, what was your favorite sleeper football product from Tops before they lost their football license? I like this one. Now, sleeper. So I'm going to go a little bit random. Tops Strata was amazing. The shadow box, crazy thick, like open up window patch cards they had were awesome. Open up window? The card would like unfold some of them, like the rare ones. I just thought it was a crazy, awesome product. Oh, that's cool. That some of them were sticker autos. Whatever. I don't care. I thought Top Strata was low-key, kind of an awesome product back in the day. And not all that expensive either back then. Uh, let's see. John Carter. As it currently stands. The if- guy who jumps on Mars? <laughs> that, that movie was not very good, bro. Um, if pricing is close to similar, 
within $100. Would you buy 2021 Prism football or 22? If pricing is close. Oh, 21. If it's okay. close in price. That's what Trevor it's, Lawrence is transcendent to me. And one of the other quarterbacks, Jamar Chase is transcendent as well as his position. So yeah. 100% 21. Oh boy, Michael Boonungjing nailed it. When selling at a car Boonungjing. show, Good. what is the typical percentage you take when a buyer is looking to buy a lot of cards? A thousand to two thousand dollars. So, like, if I'm selling two thousand dollars worth of singles, uh, I like to move. So I take twenty percent off. I don't care. I, I like to move stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, to, to me, that's yeah, no brainer. If I'm setting up a show, I'm paying for the trip. I'm, I'm moving stuff. Here's an important note, though. Tell for, me. And we'll we'll talk about this more when we do the card show. All these times we talk about like, oh, well, well, I'm offering this percentage of comps or that percentage of comps. Don't go in there having that already pre-priced in. No, Give yourself 70. some wiggle room. Yeah, offer 70. Yeah, go I mean, up to 80. like, well, I mean, if you're the one selling it, though, too, don't go in there saying like, oh, well, this is my bottom dollar. Because it doesn't matter. They're going to want a discount. And there's also a mentality behind it, too. You've seen this, by the way, when I've set up at shows before. A card could be 100 and I would take 85 But if I tell the guy, all right, how much? What's, dude, bottom dollar, no, 85 bucks. Eh. But if I told him 90 he said 80 and I come back and say, let's split it at 85 he'd buy it. Nine oh, times absolutely. Out of 10. They want a it deal. It is totally a mentality thing. Yeah. Offer um, 50%. Don't settle. Jason Schoenbacher. After Otani, Trout, and Judge, what are the next three to five players you could justify as long-term hold? I still think Tatis is in that class. I think Devers, potentially, um, and obviously Acuna. I mean, that's the guy to me that is the next guy. And Soto, I still think, despite the struggle, Soto's there. I mean, J-Rod, Ellie, a lot of those guys are too young right now. Corbin Carroll's having an amazing season. Honestly, value-wise, for what he is doing on field, if he played in any market that wasn't in the freaking desert, like, I don't know what Reno and those guys are doing out there in Arizona. <laughs> Tell your people to start buying Corbin. Corbin Carroll's playing amazing. Nobody cares. Okay. Um, okay. Jeremy Walker. This I actually am wondering if you've seen this, because I, I have did. not seen this can I, before. Can I, let me, let me yeah, take go this. ahead. So Jeremy's basic thing is uh, someone will post a break, but certain teams are not available. Like in a PYT, it's like, he cited Orlando and OKC. Uh, so Bancaro. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who, OKC. Oh, Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren? Yeah. Is it Mathurin? Where is he? No, not. So his thing was like, but they're not available. What is this? Is it a normal practice? Or is it a lot of guys will do this? Not named known breakers, but a lot of shady, weird. It's like they'll post a PYT. And oh, wouldn't you know, the Orioles aren't for sale in finest. They just happen to have Adley and Gunner. A lot of guys do that crap where they hold back teams. Now, if it says up front, though, hey, we are holding back this team. It's going to be a random to everybody in the break or something like that. No problem. But it is true. You'll see some guys post things, and it's just like certain teams are held back. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Uh, I'm just trying to think. What is okay? Is it Jalen Williams? He's on. I already said Chet Holmgren. But that, okay. The one I didn't and two. Know. By the way, yeah. that's another guy I actually think I may. I'm not going anywhere near buying him yet. I made two Porzingis buying posts today. Not a single bite. No one's selling. Um, See, that's why you got to do it. At, you got to pump him after you buy it, bro. I do think Chet is going to be interesting to see what they do with him. Like how he comes along in the offseason. All right, good. Tommy Tapani. Tapanga. Oh, boy. You know I love a little Tapanga. What do you guys think your, about Penny? Hang on. Number one childhood TV star crush. crush. Tapanga? Um, 
Roxanne from a Goofy movie. They're going to say Roseanne um, Barr. <laughs> uh, Roxanne. Roger Rabbit's she- wife. And then Topanga. Are these cartoon characters? Doesn't matter. Dude, you're a pervert. All right, never mind. Read the question. What? Some rabbit and some other guy's wife. All right, next question. Tommy Topanga. Here we go. What do you guys think about Panini's future when they're losing the licenses of NFL and NBA? Are they going over to Fanatics or will they trust the upside with soccer, hoping for WWE, UFC to get more popular? I don't know what he means by going over to Fanatics. So, like, will they buy the licensing? Will the company get bought out? I'll be honest, Tommy, this was one of the few questions I didn't put much time into because we just don't know. I I don't know. I could see a world where they say, you know, what? we still got two years. We can make a ton of money and grow these other sports like Tommy mentioned. I could also see them striking a licensing deal. The only thing I don't think has almost any shot of happening is them getting bought out by by fanatics at this point. I think that ship is probably sailed. Uh, J.R. Along with the rabbit. Cassia? Dude, don't even say you know who. I don't. Roger Rabbit's wife was. I don't remember Roger Rabbit. Well, I don't remember who that was. Like, I so know when I name. say Roger Rabbit, that's not ringing any bells for you? I know the name, but I don't know. Go ahead. Let me read the next question. Pull up. Give me some pictures. I am. Let me you see read. This. Let me see this rabbit's wife. All right. Uh, submitting one question and another needing an opinion. I see many PSA graded cards that off-centered that do not have a qualifier. Oh, this is interesting. So a lot of times with PSA, you are given the option. Do you want a qualifier or do you want the grade to be two grades lower? So uh, PSA 7 OC is the same as a PSA 5 usually. Oh, what is a cartoon character? Oh, I do. Weren't there actual humans in this too? Yes. Yeah, it was a mix. Okay. That's why it confused me as a child. <laughs> Confusion. I don't know. Am I, am I supposed to find this lady All pretty? Right. Clear that Clear that history, please. Oh, my God. I need your wife seeing you Googling Roger's wife. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. Um, okay. And then since, since BGS slipped, revealed what they would have designated their 9-5. So he's talking about when they said they were, this is what the grades will be, what it won't be, whatever. Um, have they ruined their low-end 9-5s in your opinion? Because in the new BGS world, they now they walked us back, originally min gems now, so three subgrades of a 9-5 and one nine would no longer be gem mint. Which messed up everybody. Because even though they... They, it's like they let the cat out of the bag and then, and they then put shot it back the in. Yeah, well, they first they <laughs> ran it over and they had Roger Rabbit. But everyone punch saw in the that dead cat already. The cat's yeah. already dead to everyone. Um, All right. And then he talks about love the pod. Look, you have two crafts about Lorcana and Pocahontas. Kawaw, powwow, powwow. <laughs> Jesse Gibson stepping up his game is, a, is making the pod more fun. Oh, well, there you go. Oh. You can cut that last. Cut the compliment. <laughs> cut the compliment. Right, no one needs Next. that. Andrew Applebaum, 90s inserts blew up in 2020. Do you think ultramodern, unnumbered, or parallel short prints will similarly have a boom period in the future, or has that already largely been priced in? Yeah, like Kabooms, Downtowns, all these different ones. I think these ones are, because the what was great about the 90s stuff is people started looking back and going, wait a minute, a gold number to 10 or, or whatever, a gold number to 50 in baseball is worth this. Mm-hmm. But this Griffey card from 96 Bowman's Best, this Atomic, there's nothing. You can't find them. I'd rather have that. Yes. So it, I think today's stuff is way more baked in than it used to be. I could not agree more. What's really funny, too, was that when I was doing the the uh, Junk Wax era search, I found I was like, why? This doesn't make sense. There is a uh, Shaquille O'Neal. It was a 92 top stadium club, club members only Parallel beam team. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. PSA six. 
it sells for more than his rookie card does. Like it's two hundred dollars. I was gonna okay. I was gonna guess five hundred. I'm glad I didn't say anything. Yeah, but it, well, I mean PSA, PSA six, six though. Yeah. No, the beam team, the old school beam team rookies. That's yeah, big stuff. But that's like in then you're like there's Anthony Hardaway like these Penny. inserts and stuff like that. Or, I'm sorry, Penny Hardaway. Excuse Penny. me. Yes, Thank but you. yeah, there's I found a number of that being the case where you're. I've always wondered where's all the Shaquille O'Neal of, and then I'm like, oh well, apparently it's just in the insert market, not uh, rookie. All right. Real um, quick, Jason Lynn said, hey, can we have somebody on here to talk about NFTs, mainly about what they're doing with the NFT market being what it is? I don't think that's the worst idea for a guest thing. It would have to be short, but we could try it. For anybody who doesn't know, it's just another reason to go out and like and subscribe to the YouTube page. I spent three hours giving away uh, packs of the uh, sold-out, first-off-the-line optic football from Panini. Those cards, and I I am going to make a movie, a movie, a video by request from a number of guys on just how easy it is to go and then flip those cards and sell them and get actual cash, not like a cryptocurrency um, on, on their same platform. Very easy, very simple to do. I can give a little bit uh, of a detail on that, but I agree. It would would be nice to have someone else who is in that game very regularly. Yeah. Um, Next one, Eric. Eric I I just messaged card collector. We'll we'll go back to that one. See if Uh, Ryan has an answer. Well, I already, I had, I do have a little information on oh, this. Good, I looked sir. into it. So Eric Young wanted to know trade night rumors for the national. I saw a video last night suggesting that there might not be any. So I looked into this. I haven't found anybody other than one guy saying, so one guy came out and said, we're not having a trade night and there's going to be others announcing the same thing. I haven't seen anybody else announce that. Uh, I did see just two days ago that, uh, the, the national account, their social media account themselves put out a post saying their Thursday night event is still happening and uh, Ryan Card Collector 2 and someone else is sponsoring the show. So I don't I don't know how true that is, if it's just one guy saying something or if there actually is more truth. Yeah, Thursday night's still happening. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Uh, Carlos Salazar. By the way, the most overrated feature of the national trade nights. You want to go hang on a oh. freaking hotel lobby with a bunch of smelly 12-year-olds? Like, didn't we just do this yeah, all day? This is what day? the whole day was. Yeah, exactly. And then especially the ones that are rockers when there's a bar in the middle of it. And I'm oh, like, all right, yeah. so I got a nine-year-old over here selling a Charizard <laughs> and a 14-year-old over there. And I'm trying to have a, a captain and Coke. Yeah. I don't just, and why are we on the floor? I don't. <laughs> Since players are superstitious. What would be rare memorabilia pieces to get in sports cards? He goes on, but yeah, I don't know anything about that. This is weird to me. Guys sign everything. I have no idea why superstition would play any part in this. Okay. Carlos might know something. I don't. Yeah. I just don't know. Don getters are Bowman. You Chrome football boxes, a good buy and hold yes. with them currently sitting just above a hundred dollars. Yeah. He mentioned too, because of the class, like, yeah, it's, it's a ridiculously good class. So yeah, for that price, why not? Uh, By the way, Ryan did say, to your point, yeah, it's the official trade night. Um, Going to promote it. Show Thursday. Uh, nice. Yep. Okay. So we're good. Mike Doge, uh, you know how even commons from 1986 Fleer basketball are somewhat sought after? Do you see any modern sets where you hypothesize down the road there will be a market for even the commons? John Bourne answered the question, the first one that came to mind, 2012 Prison Basketball. That's a set to me people go back and collect because it was the first one. So even if it's commons, like, okay, this is a cool card. I do think there's a number of like, but I was trying to think of like other ones that are like the first year of that set. Just to be clear, that was the very first Prism mm-hmm. or Prism Basketball. Prism. Uh, I was just curious if the, like football had a prism year before that. Nope. Prism football was 12 because it was Andrew Luck. Okay. And 
I think baseball too. Baseball may have been a year or two after that. I, I think they all came out that year though. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, well, they I'm had curious. licensing for baseball or it was just, uh, they've never had licensing. Yeah. That's what I, I thought. Know. Okay. Uh, while you're looking into it, Zachary Cantrell, what's the longest break you've yeah. ever done? Prism, all, all three sports that year, 2012, uh, long, do we used to do marathon breaks of, of Bowman 10 cases at a time? I remember that. Like oh, you were just God. shut out for days. Like we'd call and see if you guys wanted to do anything. And I didn't like, like you. Hannah'd be like, I can't do it. Oh, I was like, please go. Can I <laughs> please don't let me, be around. Let me crank my Springsteen and just sort cards for six days. Jonathan Corleone Dorch. Corleone? Has you the hobby. You know whose last name that was, right? Uh, yeah, that was Roger Rabbit's cousin. Uh, has the hobby lost the ability to tell the difference between marketers and pumping? Excellent question. And in general, I think, yes, to your point, like people can't just say, I like this product anymore, or, Hey, there's a bounty on this or whatever. And it's like, everything now is pumping. I think that's kind of a fair statement. Not, not all people, but I think some have, uh, Mike Shepard, any advice to a fairly newer card shop on how to get allocated product? Give wear, up. <laughs> wear out tops and fanatics, man. Number one, all all distribution lines, Southern, Peach State, GTS, uh, blowout work a side deal with them. They still cut deals for business accounts. Dave and Adams, um, Gold River used to be the name of one, Magazine Exchange. There's a lot of places you got to go everywhere. And then make deals with, with actual breakers. I would try and run into them actually at card shows and try and get to know somebody personally because sure. getting getting a face is so much better than just an email address. But I also would just like go to talk to big breakers out there, talk to big shops. You guys have any extra product you're selling? DealerNet has been an asset for a lot of people in the past. To so. the point of the fact that there could be breakers that are leaving the hobby. Granted, you would think the guys with allocation will probably stick around, but you never know. That would be an opportunity as well. Try like and find someone who's going, who wants to step back. Like me. I like there this question. John Bourne, what percentage of people uh, are in the hobby don't do it socially? That's what you said. Like, don't go to shows, no social media. Mm-hmm. They just buy and do set. To me, like 20%, don't go to shows or do social media. I think most people do one or the other or both. So maybe 20% don't do either of those things. Okay. Yeah. I, your number? Yeah. I, I think it's actually a, maybe a good bit higher than that. I do think there's a lot of people who have little to no interest in the social media side of things. I I mean, what does that mean though? Like, does that mean you cannot post anything or look up anything about a card? You know, there's a, I'm sure there's gray areas all over the place. Yeah. Kyle has an interesting question too. So I'll just hit this one fast too. What do you do with your extra base? You used to be able to take them to goodwill and at least get a tax write off for them. Um, I thought you said you couldn't do that. anymore. I don't know. Well, you can't do hospitals. You used to be able to do kids hospitals. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. I I don't think. But goodwill, I think I would check for sure. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like even like like local card shops. I don't know, honestly. Even if you're just giving them away, hey, will you guys make some kids packs out of these and give them away? And then, but but hey. Brian Redfield had a good point. Like garage sale, I don't know about that. But Facebook Marketplace. Oh, they're you're moving just huge amounts of base like that. Listen, you've laughed several times about my whole interior design ideas, but many Correct. people have tagged me over the years since I first mentioned that. For people doing that exact same thing, using the cards based stuff to decorate like a wall or a table or our basketball goal, for instance. Thank you, Duxbury. Um, Chris Smith, what do you think will be the top five hottest players at the national this year? Does he mean like signers? No, I think he means like who will guys be chasing? Oh, I um, see. So again, timing. I think Acuna is going to be very hot in a month from now. Like that, that's just a lazy take, but I think that's the case. I think he's going to continue to be. Otani's going to be there as well, and I actually think Wemby 
I think the more we see this kid, and Brandon Miller has looked amazing in the G League, or whatever the stupid, I think it's a G League, I don't even know. Because um, I think guys will start reaching on basketball. And for football, I start to wonder, like, do we see the guys like the Burrow, Herberts, Josh Allen pick up steam in the offseason? I, I think so, especially getting that close to the start of the season. Um, well, Bryce Young's the other guy. It's like, really not that far. It's three weeks from now. That's what I mean. And then four weeks from now is the first uh, preseason football game. So a lot of this is predicated then to one. A rookie's going to win out. Like, is Bryce Young going to be named the starter in Carolina? Anthony Richardson. What's he doing? CJ Stroud. That's going to dictate. There's going to be a lot of people watching sports news for sure. Yeah. And then the other thing is the NBA trade market. Does Dame get traded? Is there any mm-hmm. other? Does Zion get moved? I think there's a lot of it's going to be based on the news that happens. Well, I mean, who died the day we were leaving um, the last in, in Atlantic City? Oh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I was like, Atlantic. I tried to scrub my memory of that crap hole. <laughs> but yeah, that was like is the second people knew those tables, like guys, were selling out right there. And that was Sunday when most people were packing up. So I I think last year too, wasn't it? Did you say Andrew Luck? Like, wasn't there a time? Who was it? It might've been two years ago. There was like those weird rumors. Luck was coming back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone was going after him. Like it is crazy how the news can flow through a national like that. Um, All right. Let's see. I think we got two more questions and we'll end it. Uh, Brian Shom wants to know, what could the future slash different segments of SCN podcast look like? Anything coming up? Nothing on, on the consistency of segments. I hate that. I, I don't enjoy it anymore. We did that when we started. I absolutely hate it now. It's a free-flowing show. Yeah, I think a segment can... I think we can cover certain material, we're, but we're it doesn't have heavy, to be an exact segment. And we're going to be heavier with guests. We went through a stretch there. We had like a guest every fifth show, maybe. Mm-hmm. We're about 50-50 now. Yeah, um, and Arm just mess- like Arm just came back to like, hey, Arm, late, and I'll come back on again. I'd message him this morning. You know, we'll have some more people. So segments, no regular guest appearances, not necessarily regular guests, like the same repeating person. Yeah, we will have a guest next. Well, Leighton comes on on Thursday's episode. We'll have uh, the baseball prospect on Monday's episode. We've got yeah a number of guys already. Pete Crow Armstrong. Pete Crow Armstrong. I'm gonna need to remember that. Before I want to see if he'll autograph your chest. Ooh, um, I want to feel arm wrestle you. I don't want to hurt him. I I could get sued. What if I break his arm? Spencer Kitley. Uh, hey, guys. Any recommendations on services for pre-screening cards before submission for grading, meaning they have a better eye oh, than I do? what a perfect plug. Only at Grand Slam. <laughs> we just started the sponsorship with Nate. He subs everywhere, especially SGC. When you fill just- out the SGC form, there's a section at the top that you can mark to say, hey, I want them to check this out for like four extra bucks or something. So exactly. do that. All right, there's your plug. And that's your show. Next stop, Seattle, Washington. We'll be there. Oh, what a garbage flight, by the way. I have. I looked into that. Dude, be five glad. Of, five hours, though. Every other flight you, I found. Yeah, but you love doing nothing for five hours. It's just you and your phone. No, I'm saying be glad I, I found us five no, a, a, a straight shot. Everything else was like a layover. Why didn't you work this into the deal with Grand Slam? Tell Nate we want access to that jetty rents. <laughs> Yeah. I'm that, doing your job, man. That's my bad, bro. Next right. time I'll get us a jet. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. We're good. done. We're good on that one. Sports cars nonsense brought to you by the ringer. Pond pod pond can't what are there ducks here? You pond lover. Take your mouth off the mic. Sports <laughs> cards nonsense brought to you by the ringer podcast network, powered by Spotify. I'm Mike, and the other person's still alive, and we'll be back on Monday. Sunday. Monday. <laughs>